So, cutting the grass last week. I got a for sale sign out in the yard, you know. Couldn't be in the like in a more inconvenient place. So, take it up, cut around it, going to put it back in. Spoiler alert, I'm pretty lazy. So, instead of going and getting the hammer, hammering the stake back into the ground, I just grabbed one of the bricks that like lines the sidewalk. I was like, it's a brick. This will be fine. Hit it twice, brick crumbles. Now, here's where I'm stupid. When the brick breaks, it's got a pretty sharp edge on it, you know, very rigid. I grabbed it with my index finger. Just not thinking, just getting a good grip on it. Go to hit it again, sliced the mess out of my finger. I'm talking instant, like entire hand covered in blood. Found out, you put sugar on a cut, heals faster. Look at my finger. Not a trace. Here's your fun fact. Welcome back to Passage Yar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Shane, fun facts, Murray. Hey. That's his new shtick. We're going to start just opening up every episode with a random fact. Just useless information. That's what I'm chock full of. Absolutely. I feel like today's was pretty useful, though. I mean, 0% chance somebody's going to cut themselves and then think, do we have any sugar? Yeah. But on the off chance, cut yourself in the kitchen baking a cake or something. I don't know how you're going to pull that out, but you got sugar handy right there. Exactly. So we'll see. Buddy, I know we said we was going to wait until Houston was here. Oh, but man, we can go in depth or yeah. when he's here, but I'm still <laughs> yeah, I'm on an emotional reeling. high. I'm going to be reeling from that for a while. Remember how I told you uh, on the last episode that I think about Red Rocks daily? Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that night in New Orleans so, daily. Do you want another just kind of fun fact? Yeah. I am determined for the end of the year to get my Spotify wrapped little, uh, well, I mean, it's just called Spotify wrapped, but everybody knows it's like your music breakdown for what you listen to, top artists, all that. I don't want to be in the top 1% of Morgan Wallen. I want the top like .0000001. Yeah. So I am listening to this album daily. If I can, a couple of times. <laughs> It's gotten to the point today, for example. I drove to Haleville, to Huntsville, to Winfield. Don't ask why we went that direction. Anyways, I listened to that album, I know for a fact, twice. We might have hit a few songs more. I'm singing Zach Bryan while listening to Morgan Wallen. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, it's got just this unbelievable control stranglehold on me. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I can't stop replaying it in my head. Yeah. And like, I even said it. I was like, I've never remembered a night in New Orleans until that night. Yeah. I mean, that was my first time yeah. in New Orleans. So, Yeah. yeah I was kind of caught off guard. We were walking down Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. And Shane, Shane's just like looking around. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I've never been here. I'm like, Taking just it all in. shocked. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Shane Murray has not been to Bourbon Street. Have now. Yeah, you have. Checked it off the list. I got a... I locked some hours down there. Yeah. 
Son, me and Houston hit it hard Saturday morning. And I mean Saturday morning, 3 a.m. to noon. <laughs> Shane texts me at 7.30. He says, have y'all left yet? And I was like, matter of fact, almost a Livingston already. He's like, cool. Well, you haven't been asleep yet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be a long, long night. Luckily, I didn't hear from him for like five and a half, six hours, so he did get some midday sleep. <laughs> yeah, we I did survive. But so look, we made zero plans in preparation for this. We I we bought tickets, so we knew one thing for sure going down there: we were going to the concert. Mm-hmm. We got down there thinking it's New Orleans; you can get a hotel anytime. <laughs> Wrong. Fun fact: <laughs> you can't. Yeah, they got check-in times. Not when Zach Brown's in town. Yeah, and they are late in the evening. Three was the earliest. 3 p.m. So we're there for 12 hours. No <laughs> hotel. Ladies we, and gentlemen, before we carry on this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golly. We do have a guest in here. <laughs> Obviously, if you couldn't tell by now. Jordan Hotch is back. We're going to get back. into his updated life here in just a little bit. Look, we're just talking. All right? We're just yeah, talking. So conversation. We need to let y'all know that Jordan's here. Jordan, I'll first off, room. have you been? Good, man. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I've been trying to make back. it happen. Yeah, it's been Mike, a while. what's this date, Jordan? How about this date? How about this date? He finally said, how about this one? I was like, perfect. Yeah, perfect. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> make it work. It's been two years, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Somewhere on there? Yeah. Glad you're back, though. Appreciate it. But I was legit worried for Shane in Houston. <laughs> like, when Shane said, Shane texted me at midnight, I was like, we're like halfway there. And I'm like, Phew. Yeah. Shocking. I know the guys with no plans are running behind schedule. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> and then the whole day, I was like, he's not. I, I, I kept telling Brittany, I was like, he's not going to get a hotel. And I was like, and it's going to pain me real bad to say, buddy, you cannot spend my anniversary not with me in the same <laughs> hotel room. That wasn't even a if thought. If you do, it's going to be really awkward for you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that wasn't even a thought. My plan, like worst case scenario, we were just going to find a nice parking garage. Oh, just hunker down. Yeah, and hunker down, which is what we ended up doing from like noon to literally two fifty five <laughs> and then pulled out of the parking garage and over to the hotel, went in, checked in. Across the street. Uh, two blocks up. <laughs> Shane said, Call me when you get here. So Brittany and I get there, we park, kinda of spend some you know, in about an hour together, walking Bourbon Street and we go to the honky tonk saloon and First off, major bait and switch happened. <laughs> We're walking by there playing co. And I'm like, pretty nice spot to hang out there. Well, we, we go eat lunch, and we're going to go back there. As soon as we walk in, it's freaking like Luke Bryan, Florida George Line, mm. like your typical 1025 mess. I'm like, I've already bought a beer. I'm kind of stuck here for a minute. <laughs> so I was trying to FaceTime Shane, and he wasn't answering. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Much was. needed. <laughs> was. Yeah. Much needed, well-deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I slept from, so let's see, got up at 6.30 Friday morning for work. <laughs> went to bed, bed. <laughs> went to the truck and slept. <laughs> Close the eyes for a bit. Yeah. And from noon to 2.30. I think I passed back out for about an hour after we checked into the hotel. So three and a half hours of sleep. Until Sunday morning. Yep. And then maybe four, 
maybe four hours of sleep Sunday morning because we had an early checkout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should have took the uh, train down there. That would have been a clutch move. Yeah. That's why, well, I checked because I like thought it would be like. I didn't even think about the train. Good God, that would have been so smart. I mean, I've never done it. But. I thought it'd be like a good surprise to Brittany. And be like, hey, we're going to take the train down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't have tickets for those days. <sighs> okay. Well. So it'd have been a major bummer anyway. What? If you wanted to ride the train and then like that day is like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I can't take the train. <laughs> but that concert. Unrivaled. First best, off, best show I've ever been. First to. off, uh, we'll get there just one second. Trampled by turtles, instrumentals, ten out of ten. Couldn't like, understand a word they were saying. Yeah, there, whoever was doing their house mix, they let the vocals down big time because it just sounded like it was like muffled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it didn't even sound like the instrumentals were overpowering the lyrics. It was just or the voice. It was just muffled. Yeah, I'm like, damn. I was like, I've been jamming out to them the whole drive down because that's who I haven't listened to. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to know at least one song. Yeah. I kept calling them Turtle Stampede. (laughs) What a name. Turtle Stampede hits. What a name. The dude, so the seats that me and Houston had, Yeah. uh, there was a lady beside him and a guy beside her. And then, you know, like a couple of other people with their little group. Well, we get like two songs into them, into uh, Trampled by Turtles, and Houston thought he heard this guy say, like these guys suck, yeah. Like just dogging them, and Houston was starting to get mad because <laughs> he was like, "They're really freaking good. Like they can play. We just can't understand the words because yeah. it was so muffled." So like Houston's getting upset. So Houston's like, "I'm about to call him on his bullshit." I was like, <laughs> "Zach's not even made it out here yet." <sighs> All right, go ahead. So they play like another song, and the guy's sitting there recording. Well, Houston's like. Okay, well, now I've got to ask him. So he's like, I thought you said you couldn't stand these guys. Could not have been more wrong. We met the biggest Trampled by Turtles fan in Louisiana. (laughs) He starts singing so we can hear the words. Not a bad voice on him neither, by the way. Pretty decent little singer. Yeah. But by the end of their set, I had him convinced they should change their name to Turtle Stampede. (laughs) Turtle Stampede's a fire name. Just saying. Please change your name. We know who. That's it. You know, yep. They're super. Yeah, they're super fan. Got to them. <laughs> but <clears throat> not to take up the whole episode of that concert. Uh, we'll wait till that Houston's in here. Just talk about that concert the whole from top to bottom. But mm-hmm. man, it was a. Uh, <sighs> it was a religious experience. Yeah, and I told Brittany, I was like, that might be my favorite concert I've ever been to. And she goes, Whiskey Myers or Red Rocks. I was like, Brittany. That might be my favorite concert I've ever been to. Like, you can't recreate the crowd energy. No. Every single song, every word. Like, people paid anywhere from $125 to $55 to $125, did that backwards, dollars for their ticket Mm -hmm. to sing his songs to them. Yeah. Like he would, yeah. he would kind of lead you in. Mm-hmm. He'd back away, and he would. That's what got me too. Is like all the videos I've seen of him at his shows, and then seeing it in person. Like he's not just like annoyed by it. Like he's taking it in. Like he's amazed by like how many people. Like it hasn't been three years since no. like he decided to go all in on music. Yeah, 
think about that. Like, this He's is still been, new to him. Yeah, like, this is his first, like, real tour tour. Yeah. And he's setting attendance records. He did yeah. for the, the one we went to. I don't think that trend's going to stop. No. It's going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to get bigger. Yeah. But. It, I, hot take, I would not be surprised to see him on, like, an actual stadium tour before 2025. Or twenty during 2025. Yeah. And I mean, like, selling out stadiums, too. Yeah. He could play, he could play, he could play, let's see. Know for a fact he could play Mercedes-Benz and sell it out. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's in the, I bet Arrowhead would rock with Zach Bryan. <laughs> in KC? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dallas would probably be a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad, I'm, look, hey, Zach, mm-hmm. if you're listening, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got plans for you. It was an insane concert. Uh, like, I tried not to record much. I tried not to take many pictures. Like, I wanted to, like, soak as much as I could in. I recorded my, like, my favorite really songs. Really yeah. yeah. Like, I went the opposite route. And Shane had his phone in his hand the whole time. But he had his arm around my, my shoulder singing to me half the time. Like, like when I... When so, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was multitasking. The recording was this. Hit start, and then I'm here. Like I'm watching everything. Luckily, I got some pretty good videos. Some of them, the the, yeah, uh, the back of someone's. Head I was gonna say the young lady in front of us got a lot of airtime yeah. on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the back of her head is a star from the Zach Bryan concert. <laughs> and I think what made it better, like I was kind of bummed out because Shane and Houston weren't sitting by us to start. And uh, that's what's gonna ask if they are all sitting. Well, together. there was two guys sitting right behind Brittany and me, and. I was like, well, there was a guy and an alien. Yeah. Because that dude was <laughs> zooted. Zooted. <laughs> he did that booger sugar. Yeah, he was that, <laughs> that long gonna, white train. That ain't going to heal a cut. No. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, like, I turned around and I was like, hey, because Shane and them had to move down because the people that we thought wasn't coming came. So I was like, I turned around and I was like, hey, I was like, I have two friends down there that are closer. Like, would you want to swap places with them? <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be great. So I text Shane. I was like, come on up. I was like, and he pointed those two dudes where they were sitting. And they swapped, so they nice. ended up standing beside us. It all worked out. It worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So having my wife and my best friend, because Shane and I, we have said like, when we go see Zach, when one of us goes to see Zach Bryan, the other has to be there. Like this was our first time. We wanted to experience that together. Yeah. So to have Brittany. And Shane right there. And Houston. Man. It made for a knot. Mike didn't pick that up, did it? No. Okay. It was rattling in my head, so golly, I couldn't quit it. But Jordan, <laughs> dude, uh, what's been going on, man? Yeah, man. So uh last time I was on here I was kind of doing some government contracting work and got out of that mess. It can be uh hectic at times on your personal life. Yeah. So, Sounds right. Sounds yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So I got out of that, and um, I work for an engineering firm in Birmingham now. So I'm making yeah. that drive. You entered the private sector. The private sector. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. A little more consistent, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. 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 Now this rough on the uh, the body and mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's consistent because I see Jordan like when I'm coming home in the mornings. It's either on 22 or turning on to uh, industrial. industrial. I yeah. see Jordan. <laughs> Do you Pretty. have like a a specific coverage area? Yeah. Um. We cover. Pelham, Irondale, pretty much the central uh, state, I guess. Okay. 
That's not bad. So you're still doing like the GIS stuff? Yeah, yeah. Still Sweet. doing the survey and GIS. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Still in the water and wastewater field, so. Really? Getting crap from point A to point B. <laughs> Noise. Noise. <laughs> I mean, like. No one's been through more shit in this room than <laughs> no. Literally. That's a fact. <laughs> if there's a king of redirecting shit here, <laughs> it's Jordan. But hey. Knows the fundamentals of it. Yep. Like, I, that's something like when the first time you ever told us that, I was like, I didn't know. Like, it took that much thought. I just yeah. thought shit rolled downhill. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the, that that's the plan for it, I'm sure. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm sure you have stuff. to like avoid rivers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? creeks. and Yeah. yeah you don't want to run off. No. I think no. Tyson got in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Big time. Uh, but we do water and uh, water infrastructure, too. Just yeah. Planning that stuff out. That's insane. Like, so do you have to study like the grades of like mounds and hills? Yeah, cut and fill type stuff. Uh, Make sure you're a certain foot under the surface. You know, depending on utilities around you, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you can move a river. Not quite. (laughs) I'm trying to see where we're at. I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting a gauge here. Shane's watched too many episodes of Yellowstone. So what made you decide to uh, get out of the government? Work? Um, well, at the time I was working from home too, and honestly, I just missed the whole office atmosphere. I guess going in, seeing coworkers, you know, missed that, and just being on the road all the time, which sounds crazy, but yeah. it does wear you down. And as fun as it sounds, like you have, like when he was talking to talking about that last time, I was like. Still got to remember, dude's got to work while he's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like kind of hard to enjoy it nonstop when you still got to work. Still got to work, exactly. Going into meetings, you don't know if you've just met these people on conference calls, and you go in, you know, to a conference room of fifteen or so people you've never met, trying to yeah. talk your way through <laughs> whatever you're trying to <laughs> do for them. So and, the um, so you kind of missed the human element more than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean the uh, the road too. I mean it was wearing me out, honestly. It's, yeah. That's long a lot of miles. Yeah, yeah, nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like I saw yeah. a we pat were we were behind like a diesel on the way to New Orleans the other day or last week. And Probably uh, a few of them. Well, yeah, but one of <laughs> yeah, but one of them had like a sticker on it. it was like it say like how many miles you would have per load typically, and I'm like, man, I like road trips, but driving for work like that just kind of sounds like it kind of sucks. Yeah. You don't get to stop and enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. So was that kind of how it was for you? Oh, for sure. And then you had, um, we had a lot of work out west. And even like I said before, I did some work in the UK. And you have to get on their time zone. So you'd either be waking up at 4 or 5 in the morning to get on a conference call for someone in the UK. Or 8 o'clock at night for someone in Hawaii. Or <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a swing shift almost. Yeah. But then you're also working your eight hours during the day, too. Dang. So, so I was going to say, you're constantly having to, because you're still yeah. here, mm-hmm. so you're constantly having to adjust. And I'm sure that wasn't like a X amount of weeks, I got to be on UK time, X amount of weeks, I got to be on Hawaii. Yeah, like, it's, it's all mixed. it mixing in, yeah. interchanging. Yeah. yeah. So. Consistency <laughs> is what he was seeking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We all need consistency. Uh, I think I found it. So. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So who exactly, like... Uh, can you say who you work for? Or? Yeah, uh, municipal consultants. Uh, they're out of Hoover. Okay. Uh, good group of guys and girls. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 
Big equal opportunity there, huh? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work with some smart people, so they. they well, I mean, so. to do what you guys do, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, it would require, it would, that would require a, a certain level of intelligence. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And it's not something you just want to be winging it. No. <laughs> That's and, how you end up shit's creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you recently returned to uh, your alma mater. I saw where you gave a speech. I did, yeah. I went to my alma mater and gave a speech on uh, GIS mapping. And so I haven't gotten into this yet, but I have a side project that I started a couple years ago called Lest We Forget Initiative, where I pretty much where I honor the uh, World War II fallen or not just world war ii that's what i've been kind of focusing on lately but from world war one all the way up to present day who were killed in action around walker county just trying to piece their stories together yeah that's awesome yeah when he started that i was like he could do something oh yeah yeah so, so you like what i've noticed is you kind of uh you like clean clean like headstones and uh mm -hmm. you try connecting with these people yeah and a lot of people don't really do that like no, it's, they don't pay attention to it. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, to me, it seems like the best part of it would be like, like he was saying, finding like family members, mm -hmm. stuff like that, and yeah. talking to them and Absolutely. getting the deceased story yeah. through them. That and, um, so I use uh, newspapers.com to, uh, find a bunch of these obituaries for these guys and that helps piece together the, the story. Yeah. Know. So what made you kind of want to do that? Are do you have like veterans in your family that, like, you kind of sat around listening to their stories and that inspired you to like kind of go about that, or is it just like a passion? Really, um, I mean, both my grandfathers fought, and uh, one was World War Two, the other was Korea. Um, but they had, they passed away before I was able to you know tell and ask any of those questions. But um, it really all began. I mean, I've always been interested in in military history and World War Two, that sort of thing plus being and doing the government work. But it really all began when we were uh, working over at Cambridge American Cemetery over in the UK. Cause you're, there, there was no, like, middleman in front of you. Like, you were there in front of the, those who gave their life for, for, your, for our freedoms. Yeah. And that really hit home with me. Um, and it really began there. And I got back to Jasper. And that monument downtown that has all the uh, war fallen on it. I just took a snapshot of it and from there built a, uh, built a access, Microsoft access database and practically routed it really out there. Uh, divisions, the regiments they're attached to, I mean, what branch of service they're in. And then you could, from there you can kind of piece together death dates, you know. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's pretty sick. Because, you know, typically like, somebody's related to a veteran when they want to see like or learn more about it mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool like you like wanted to know history yeah like i want to know where these guys the best of my ability you know where what battles they you know fell in yeah and that sort of thing so how many of you successfully like tracked down and talked <clears throat> to as far as families uh honestly not a lot not as much as you would think probably i would say over 15 or 20 um families um i've got a couple unique stories on that but what helps me the most is uh an app called findthegrave.com you can go on there and you can type these guys names in you know the, the day they they were killed in act or the year they were killed in action and a lot of volunteers out there go to these cemeteries and like take screenshots of the uh, uh 
the headstones and stuff and kind of help tell as much as they know about that person. Yeah. So that helps out a lot. So have you kind of found yourself kind of digging more into these people, like without reaching out to the family? Like how hard is that to it's pretty like tough. pull a profile? Yeah. Um, like say newspapers.com, if I can find any obituary or any, like sometimes these men, you know, they sent letters back home and then their parents or whoever would put that letter in the paper. So you could kind of get a sense of what they were going through at the time. Yeah. And, you know, be able to piece together some things. But That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if there's a website so like you know, like you were saying, you're trying to find like the battles that are, you know, whatever wherever they were when they passed. I wonder if there's a military website that kinda has like a write up about said, you know There's a few event. There's um so what's called the uh, National Archives, it's based out of Saint Louis, I think. So they house all of the documents uh, that was in, say, for example, World War II. They house most of those, uh, like, they're called after-action reports, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, morning reports that you had to send in every day. Um, so there's a way you can, you get a better idea if you were there in person, but there's a way you can find some of that stuff online. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that like a like a public information thing or do you have to like submit a request or something like that? Yeah, you got to submit a request. Um, sometimes there's, say you're more like famous military divisions, they have websites and mm-hmm. they post all that documentation. Um, but some of these other divisions I don't talk about very often. There's still, you still have to dig. Yeah. Find that. Got to log the hours. Yeah. Put the foot, the foot traffic in. Yeah. yeah. So how much have you found yourself learning just about the wars in general? Like, just not the people, but the wars themselves, like we didn't learn in school. Exactly, a lot. Um, that that kind of takes me to the whole Italy thing. Um, when I was starting to dig into these guys who were, uh, who were killed around here, I noticed there was 26 from, uh, you know, from our area who were killed in action in Italy. And that was kind of mind-blowing because, you know, we're not taught, we're not taught Italy in, about World War II and, and that sort of thing. You know, we're taught about the uh, – Obviously, Pearl Harbor, uh, Iwo Jima, D-Day, of course, uh, the atomic bombs. But, you know, you kind of skim past Italy. And uh, so I'm really immersed in the Italian campaign right now. Nice. Dude, I didn't – I learned uh, this weekend that about North Africa. Yeah. About, like, uh, Algeria and uh, Morocco. Mm -hmm. Tunisia. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know that was a thing. Uh Uh-huh. Me and Brittany read a thing and was talking about North Africa, and I'm like, what? And Brittany goes, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And then we like got to the point of the museum where we learned more about it. I'm like, I don't remember learning that in school. No, it's not. They leave out a – it's like they only want want you to know certain things. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, – that was like the lead-up point to uh, Sicily and Italy. You know, they, they were in North Africa, made their way across North Africa, and then decided to jump to Sicily, and then from there they hit the mainland. Yeah. Of, uh, Italy. I kind of knew about Italy because of Mussolini. Yeah. But mm-hmm. That was about yeah. as far as it went. Right. <clears throat> so have you found yourself like learning about any other wars? Um, I'm wanting to get deeper in the Korean War. I mean, that's another one that's not, it was, you know, in between World War II and Vietnam. So it's kind of skimmed over it. Skimmed past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my grandfather was, uh, he's at the tail end of that, but, um, you know, just trying to learn more about it as well. Haven't yeah. been able to dig as far as I want to in it yet, but, on the list. So what kind of steps have you taken to kind of reach out to these families? I just want to throw this out there too. I wanted to make sure I was right. It's people often refer to 
the Korean War as the Forgotten War. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I thought that was Korea, but I had to Google it real quick, pull a Jamie real fast, and just make sure I was right before I just said something yeah. erroneous. That's my five dollar word of the day right there. There you go. Yeah. And yeah, it's literally referred to as the Forgotten War. It is because yeah. exactly like you said, falls right between World War Two and Vietnam, and those were two pretty publicized wars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, your question for the, uh, what was it, the families? Yeah, like, uh, how do you track down these families? So, um, Other than, like, several the databases. Yeah, so a few different ways. Sometimes, uh, say one of their friends or something, so just so happens to follow my page, they either share it to them or send it their way and show it to them. And a lot of times, honestly, um, <laughs> it Been sounds verified. Crazy. You're out there stalking it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, shoot in whoever that person that, Say that guy's last name's Williams or something, a generic last name, but uh, throw it in on Facebook. And if there's anyone around Jasper with that last name, I just kind of shoot them a message about, would you happen to be, uh, you know, if you were related to this man? Mm-hmm. And yeah. See if you could help me out. And Networking. Yeah. That's what it's all like about. The yeah. literal definition of it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been a few families. Uh, so on the whole, like, headstone cleaning thing, there's a lot of red tape that goes on into that that really? you don't realize. Yeah. Cause, I mean, I get it because technically you don't own that plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that family's. So you can, like, uh, I went to one cemetery and kind of asked them, be like, can I, you know, clean the headstones of the ones who were killed in action? And he's like, well, you need to actually, you know, go to each family to do that. And so there's kind of a bummer it, there. Yeah, yeah. makes yeah, it, it tough when you can't. Yeah. Does someone tell you no for real? Oh, uh, he—I mean, he didn't really tell me no, but he didn't tell me yes. He was like, "You need to ask permission." Well, that's what I'm saying. Has the families like Kevin oh, any families? They said no. Or oh anything? no, no, okay. they've been all all for it because you know, I mean, our generation and the ones before us—I mean, they don't really. I, mean, I feel like going to cemeteries isn't the. I mean, a lot of people just don't. Yeah, care. they just kind of look over it outside mm-hmm. of their mind type thing. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, we just kind of forget because our days are so busy. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. I think that's why he started the page. Probably where he drew the name from, too. Look at you. On top of it. Big brain over here. Sorry. But I, uh, I'm i also talking about all-encompassing, too. Like, Yeah. Unless unless it's like a like cemetery that like has, like, caretakers. Mm-hmm. Like a church cemetery. Like, people don't really take care of those anymore. No. There's been a few, um, like I say, I kind of uh, put the headstone cleaning stuff on the back burner for right now but there's some like i've been to and the grass is like waist high and there's no way you can it's so hard to find some yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to find an a headstone yeah let alone the one you're looking for exactly yeah like there's so many his, like you see so many pictures of like historical graveyards and you're like god why is nobody taking care of that mm-hmm. i think all of it's like funding you know and these yeah. community churches and you know they don't it's hard to find someone to cut it because yeah. probably a lot of their congregation is older older fe- people I don't know just had an idea yeah might want to cut this out he always says that <laughs> I never do <laughs> I cut out what he doesn't want me to cut out <laughs> like he was talking about so many of these old cemeteries are just overgrown grass waist high mm-hmm. huge market on TikTok of people that just love watching other people cut grass yeah that's free content. Yeah. Cost you whatever it costs in gas and weed eater cord to go out and clean it up. Mm-hmm. But, but you can make yeah. like a satisfying video. Exactly. 
put a little and time lapse like, on it. Especially if you're doing like cemeteries. Yeah. Like people's gonna watch that. Yeah. Like a cemetery's gonna grab you anyways. Mm-hmm. You just have like Shane kinda like looking like in old timey clothes, just kind of off in the distance while oh. somebody's cutting grass. Yeah, you could have, I mean you could church it up, no doubt. <laughs> Not only is it satisfying, it's also spooky. <laughs> Tap into all kind of markets. You could. Paranormal. Exactly. Got yeah. you. Yard fetish, got you. <laughs> I'm start throwing orbs around at random points in the video. Just act like you didn't see it. Just be standing by the camera and blow some dust in front of it. Like, yeah. if you pause, you see this orb. Yeah. Dust bunny. Yeah. But no, you, uh, you definitely like have a great idea on your hands, and Appreciate people it. really need to tune into it. And you also just entered this game. I did, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it entering a podcast game, but just trying to put some of uh, these interviews I've been doing. Um, Is it a recorded voice interview? Yeah, yeah. Does it go on streaming it platforms? Does. Yeah. It's so, a podcast, okay. my guy. <laughs> Checking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to, uh, so along with that whole other project, I'm trying to find the last remaining World War II veterans around the county, which is pretty tough. Yeah. There's not many of them left. Are you going to try to... Uh, Kind of make a series like World War II, Korea, Iraq. Yeah, I would love to um, at some point. Um, still in the early stages of it all. But yeah. uh, right now I'm just focusing on the World War II veterans. But, you know, need to start focusing on the Korean because, you know, that wasn't far off from World War II. Yeah. Because um, they're, they're a lot older as well. So that's uh, that's next on my plate. You got you. You've got plenty of content. It's just mm-hmm. finding just those people. Getting it. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. tough part. Yep, yeah, I found a few more uh, World War Two veterans. Yeah, I'll be interviewing here soon, so yeah, I'll be adding a few more clips to my my podcast. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you have a podcast. Just accept it. You have a podcast now. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's like that's cool because so many of these guys, uh, you just walk past them in Walmart and stuff mm-hmm. and. You see their hat, but you don't really think about like the stories they had to tell. Yeah, what, what they, they went did through. to get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like because like even just reading like you can take the most basic like story about D Day and really have a deep appreciation for like how brutal those conditions were and what they did mm-hmm. and like how many they lost before they even hit the shore. Yeah, like when I was just reading that, I was like sitting there like tearing up. I was like Jesus, just like reading like quotes from people that were on the boat like this one guy said uh my best friend was in the boat with me we were getting ready to hit the shore and he started freaking out saying i can't swim i don't know if i'm gonna be able to swim and then i was like yeah. next thing you know we hit a big wave and he went overboard and that was the yeah. last time Didn't i ever saw him, him. i'm yeah. like <sighs> yeah I'm like knowing you guys still gotta go fight like heading like if shane went overboard and i never saw him again i'm not gonna be able to do the task in front of me like, that takes some freaking steel. It does, yeah. I mean, probably when you're in the situation, it's probably like, it's either got or be got, but, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like, just reading stuff like that throughout that whole museum, I was just, and that's what kind of got me amped up for today. It was just like. <laughs> I think they call that fight or flight. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, along those same lines, there is a, uh, one of the, like, the first interview I did, uh, Mr. <laughs> Raymond Meeks, he, um. Uh, he was fighting in the Pacific, and he had one of his good friends fighting in Europe, and they would write letters back and forth to each other. And one day he got a letter back that he had written to uh, 
his friend over in Europe, and it got stamped back deceased, and he lost one of his uh, good friends. Jeez. That's got to be, like, said, one of the worst ways to find out, too. Yeah. Expecting a letter back, and then you get the one you wrote with just a stamp on it. Yeah. So he said that's, yeah. that bothers him more than anything. So That's a lot to carry. A lot. Yeah. Uh, I was... And those guys, you got to think about how young those guys were, too. Mm-hmm. 17, 18. Yeah. Because the. Or younger, or younger in some yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like the draft was like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you had dudes just straight up lying because, like, all of their older friends were going, or like the town that they were in, because towns were, you know, 60, 70 people. Yeah. So, yeah, well, 90% of our town's over here fighting. I didn't want to be the lone guy back home and everybody looking at me like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Could you imagine if we had another draft? I don't think we're going to have to worry about that, bud. No, I'm just saying, could you imagine? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, could you imagine? <laughs> I don't think it would ever. We would probably just get to a point where it's like, you know what, if they kill everybody that's there right now, we're done. Yeah. That's it. We're just going to fold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did have a uh, like a good little tidbit, I guess, fun fact, um, for uh, uh, a Walker County tie to Band of Brothers. Ooh. So, yeah. We should uh, let Jordan open up with fun fact of the yeah, day. No <laughs> Talk about a fumble. So, um, I don't know if y'all, I'm sure y'all both watched Band of Brothers. Or, Several times. Yeah. yeah. I only watched it once and it was a while, while back. Okay. How have you only watched Band of Brothers once? I can't watch emotional, like American Sniper, all that kind of stuff. Like, I can't watch it over and over Buddy. again. It's like to- self-torture. <sighs> I can't do it. I'm Emo- mm. too emotional. You're watching from the wrong state of mind. <laughs> That's what I've learned here. I love my country. You got to watch from an appreciation of what they were doing. Fair. Yeah. Let's let Jordan tell the story yeah, now. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's all good. No, um, but uh, PFC John Julian and Band of Brothers, uh, he was killed in the Battle of the Bulge, and he's actually highlighted pretty well mm-hmm. in, in Band of Brothers. Uh, he was actually from um, Sipsy. Did not know that until I started digging deep into <laughs> these guys. Dang. Yeah. That feels good. I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't either until uh I started researching this stuff and um found a newspaper article that I guess his parents had put in the paper of him fighting alongside with Dick uh Winters um mm-hmm. and Band of Brothers. And uh Sipsy, Alabama, huh? He's from Sipsy, yeah, and he's buried in uh Luxembourg, American Cemetery. <sighs> How far is that? Over towards uh on the, between France and Germany. Like flight-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a uh, flight, nine, 12? 10 hours, okay. 12. I don't know. Shane said, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Might have yeah. to make a trip. Yeah. Got to pay respects. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with you. Let's so, go. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that before I started this project. And, that's and crazy. That's, uh, that's kind of crazy. fun stuff you've ran into. Yeah. God. Shane's bamboozled over there. I mean, that's awesome. There's another man. Uh, he's actually buried in, uh, in Oak Hill. Back to kind of I was talking about earlier, it's like a needle in the haystack in some of these cemeteries, you just have, kind of have to walk and hope you stumble across the, the headstone you're looking for. Uh, one of them I found, uh, the man, his name is Johnny Hulk, and he was, uh, I just noticed his name wasn't on my list, but I noticed his death date was June 6th, 1944. So I was like, hey, that's right at D-Day. Mm-hmm. So I started digging into his name, and um, he's actually featured in a book, in a book but he's from Marion County, but his whole family's buried in Oak Hill for, I'm not sure why, but uh, I guess he had some sort of tie here. 
but um, he's featuring in a book called Tonight We Die as Men, and it tells, like, one of his buddies uh, kind of helped do an interview for the book and uh, kind of tells his whole story throughout from training all the way to him dying. Actually, he actually didn't die on D-Day. Somehow they got his date uh, wrong out there or on this government stone, and he actually died June 12th. Um, but his, like, best friend kind of told his personal story of how he died, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's, they were, him and him and John, or Johnny was what he was referred to, went, were on, like, patrol together one day, and uh, they came across a German tank, and it fired at him, and it hit uh, John Hulk. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's heavy. Probably not the right use of verbiage there. I imagine a tank round's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's nuts, man. Like, you just don't you don't think about that kind of stuff. Like, you just see these people as, like, your granddad or your great-granddad. Yeah. Or their friends or their buddies. It's mm-hmm. like, they've been through it. Lived a whole different life. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have really a... You don't really grow up having an appreciation for it. But when you get older, mm-hmm. like at our age now, it. you yeah, you do yeah. have it. You develop an appreciation. Kind of like, <clears throat> probably wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for these guys. Yeah. Matter of fact, we'd always speak in German. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to, you know, find these individual stories like this. Yeah. I, I feel like it's important to. Absolutely. It's very important. It's our freaking fabric of who we are and our nation, man. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Without those guys, like, don't know where we'd be. Mm-hmm. And, and ladies. Or yeah. A lot of ladies in the war. Yeah. There are plenty of them, but that's a whole other story. A lot of people don't realize all the nurses who were killed in action. And yeah. There was a, there was like a little map or like a graph of like what women did in the war and stuff and like how many women were doing this, this, and this. There's a lot that was actually in like combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, get it, sis. Mm-hmm. The coolest part though is learning about like what like big companies did to contribute to the war. Like Kodak, make cameras. They're making like grenades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the Ford plant up in Michigan, they were making like bombers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but they definitely didn't. They made uh, pesticide like sprays. I think GE was building tanks, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Like went from refrigerators to tanks. Yeah. <laughs> this one. <laughs> <180. laughs> I can't remember what company it was, but they made like pesticide sprayers, like the tanks you carry around. They were making like vehicles. That's crazy. Uh, you got an assembly line. We got a plan we for got, it. Yeah, yeah. like it's insane how much went into World War II, and like I have a new res- newfound respect for it after going through that museum. Just like, think of what our country would be capable of if we just all worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for one common goal. For one Go goal. away. Yeah, be crazy. <laughs> yeah, good luck though these days. <laughs> yeah, my second review. He. Uh, Ward L. Wright, he really harped on that and just, you know, being as one back then. And, yeah. And you didn't care about, you know, uh, some things as long as you, you were together in it. And, exactly. Yeah. Like, I've heard a lot of stories about, like, obviously racial issues being a big thing mm-hmm. during that time period in the States. But, like, guys that were in the military were like, I mean, yeah, racist stuff was going on, but yeah. if a battle broke out, you knew that this guy and that guy, yeah. we're going to set those differences aside because there was one common goal. Mm-hmm. You, had to, you had to fight for one goal then. 
Yeah, they definitely didn't teach us how about how minorities were treated in the war in school. Yeah. Like yeah. Pacific Islanders, like mm-hmm. no go. <laughs> like they if you look like them, they didn't want anything to do with you around the war. Yeah. No, they were kind of a little maybe controversial uh tidbit on American history, but like we were setting up some camps too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not talked about. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That part of history kind of gets yeah. skimmed over, but like, and what's the worst part is some of these people that were being treated like this were like before the war were normal members of society. Like this one dude played football at UCLA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't get his Rose Bowl ring until 1980 something. Yeah. And he they earned it in like the 40s. So it's like we weren't perfect either. No. Yeah. We like celebrating our wins, but we don't. We don't talk about our losses. Or, yeah. Or, or that side of moral. I mean, that was a moral loss in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if they wanted to fight, let them fight. Don't separate them. Big trust issues back then for us. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of our, uh, say, for instance, the, the Japanese Americans, they were sent to Italy, actually, to fight, and, you know, not uh, in the Pacific. Yeah. So. Yeah. You learn a lot when you – Kind of skip over your school history books yeah. and actually get into the Do some Z actual, history books. Yeah. Do some actual learning out yeah. here. Like me and Brittany's about to get into the Manhattan Project. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know what the Manhattan Project is? That's why we won the war. Okay. Just make sure. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like that. That's perfect. Boom. <laughs> That's perfectly timed. <laughs> Shout uh, out my boy Tony Stark. But yeah, dude, I I really love what you got going on with the with the less we forget initiative. Appreciate like, it, man. It's a huge project, as you know. But yeah, just trying to. Are you ever going to build a team? Would you like I need, to? I'd like to at some point. Uh, I'm actually working on the website right now to kind of. I love I love Facebook, but sometimes it's hard to find an old story or old po- old post that you know I wrote a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just want to you know Have structure it. something yeah. you can yeah. archive yeah. a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm sure, I mean, it's not going to be hard. Like, I'm sure it's not hard to find, like, people that are just a pa- as passionate about it as you yeah. are. With knowledge of, like, what you may not have knowledge exactly. of as far as, like, yeah. technological things go, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I reached out to the, the U a few weeks ago on this, <laughs> on some of the equipment. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I need something I can record on. I was like, do you need a portable or, like, your house? Portable. Got you. <laughs> but I listened. I listened. I started the first one uh couple of weeks ago. And I really liked it. Appreciate so. it. I listen to so many podcasts. I have like a rotation I go through. Yeah. Have I, you no I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just, have yeah. you talked to anybody out at the VFW about that's my uh next on my list to go up there and just see if they know anyone. Or... I'll uh I'll have mom reach out to you. Okay. And she can help you get something set up or Ain't okay. Paulette one. I'm pretty sure Ain't Paulette's still the president for the women's side of it. I'm trying to think of what they're called now. Ladies auxiliary, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. but it works hand in hand, and yeah, they always go to like these big national conventions and stuff, and I mean, that's where you're gonna run into. That's where we're gonna find the babies. Yeah, yeah. So Jordan might road trip with your mama. Hey, I, hit the road from from the pictures and stories I've heard. They hadn't lost a step since World War Two. Yeah, <laughs> or Korea. Yes. Or Vietnam, mm-hmm. them boys are still out there <laughs> getting it. <laughs> There's one in particular; he still lives by him, like on his own and everything. One of the guys I interviewed, and you know, he's—I mean, they were both sharp, but yeah, you know, he was like 
kind of blew your mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're just getting around well and everything. It's hard to think that was like 80 years ago. Jesus. Yeah, these guys are 98 and 99 years old. Yeah. And I'm interviewing in a couple weeks, uh, 103. Hey, they ain't calling the greatest generation for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be dust by that age. Like it's a, it's it's something that people need to be conscious of. Mm-hmm. Is the people that are around them that contributed their way of life. Yeah, and I think that's you're accomplishing that pretty well. Appreciate. And that. I hope it only gets bigger for you. I hope you yeah. expand outside of Walker County. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to at some point. Yeah. Kind of run through like the series of wars here, and then go mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Like. You got so many options and so many avenues, and it could be so educational but entertaining at the same time because people like hearing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, there's guaranteed to be some off the wall incredible stories. Yeah, too that that you pick up along the way. Like my my first interview I had, he was talking about uh, Raymond. He was talking about he landed on a. Uh, Leyte Island and was in the Battle of Leyte Gulf. But anyways, he saw a uh, a Japanese plane just come over the hill and just crash into a battleship out in the the bay. Like, that's unreal. So you can imagine strapping into that plane. I I mean, obviously, I'm not Japanese, and that was part of their culture. But, like, just strapping in, knowing, like, the next time this thing touches down, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And they wasn't punching out. Punching through. You always hear about those stories, but when you hear it from someone who actually saw it, you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and I bet it kind of makes them, it keeps them alive talking about that. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of makes them feel like they're not forgotten. Yeah. Obviously, by your name. Like, we don't need to forget. And I feel like them talking about it, kind of hearing that side of it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just out of a book or a movie exactly. or a TV mm-hmm. show, it's like hear that firsthand account. It was real, yeah. <laughs> like man, like and it and it it makes them happy. I'm sure, yeah, to like hear curiosity. Mm-hmm. So you're not only helping people gain knowledge, you're helping these people like their mental well being too. Because yeah, it lets them know that people still care, still care about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and along those same lines, there was a um a man by the name of. Uh, Barney Spears, he was from up around Manchester. He was killed in Italy. Um, but I was able to track down, uh, I think, his granddaughter or great-niece, something like that. She uh, she came across my Facebook page and was like, hey, um, you know, my uncle or great-uncle was uh, killed in Italy. So, and then she was like, um, my mom was uh, her, br- or, uh, her, si- or, her brother, and um, so you need to sit down and talk with her. And I sat down with her. It is about a little over a year ago, and you know she was so worried that her brother had been forgotten about, you know, because yeah. Italy's not talked about, and uh, you know just the joy on her face to know that there's people out there still, you know, trying to carry on these stories and hear these accounts. And, people need to, yeah. uh, just like with, I mean, even like today with Iraq, mm-hmm. like they've seen stuff and. In today's society, they probably feel forgotten too, even though it was only 10, 20 years ago that all this was been, has been going on. It's yeah. like, 
it's easy it's easy to feel forgotten mm-hmm. when you've done something heroic. Yeah. And well, that's especially I mean, the older generation, they've kind of I I guess adapted, you know, yeah. to life back home for like a lot of the uh post nine eleven veterans. It's hard for them to come out of that, you know, if they got out oh nine, two thousand ten or whatever, they were mm-hmm in it for eight or nine years and maybe yes, yeah, some war heroes or just dudes that went over there, punched in, punched out day in and day out and then came back and the real world is nothing like what they were going through for that decade span. So yeah, exactly that relearning how to be a person again. And the thing is our country changed so much in that span of time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, back in the forties, relatively kind of stayed the same to about the 60s, 70s. Not much really changed. But, I mean, between 2001 and 2011, a lot a changed lot. here. Yeah. Uh, so I can't imagine, like, having to readapt, especially when you spent so much time over there mm-hmm. and you're only home for, like, a week at a time. You don't have – like, it's almost culture shock coming back here, I feel like, because mm-hmm. you spent so much time in the Middle East. How to act here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you know, when you're there, it's structured to it to an extent. You kind of know exactly what's going to be going on to an extent, day in and day out. You're going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. You're going to punch in, do whatever your duties for the day are. At five six o'clock in the evening quote-unquote, off-duty, you kind of get into a regimen. All right, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go eat, shower, sleep. There's not really... You're not thinking about, like, anything outside of that. You're not worried about what bills you got to pay or going and getting groceries or just any of the little small, minute stuff like that. And then you get thrown back here, and it's a complete 180. Mm -hmm. Where now, nothing's structured... Anything can happen at any point in the day, and you just got to react to it. Speaking from experience over there. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do you have any plans to, like, do video or anything? Uh, I haven't thought about it, but maybe eventually at some point. Yeah. Uh, Just depends on how many of these veterans I can find. Um, But like I said, I'm beyond, like, uh, World War II and and Korea. I want to, you know eventually get to Vietnam and, and even like present day. Yeah. Is, is, I think a video set up with like what you're doing. Yeah. YouTube, a YouTube channel for what you're doing. Oh boy. Cause you could add yeah. in like pictures that they yeah. have. Yeah. Man. Different maps. And yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get real creative. With yeah. That. Just, the, just the thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you start making money, if you need a producer, just <laughs> call I me. I know where to find you. <laughs> One street over. Yeah. One whole street over. Jump the fence and uh, climb over here. Yeah. But, man, like, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, I follow it pretty closely. Appreciate it. Uh, and I hope people kind of give it more attention. Um, yeah. Because I know we got some people in the press, <clears throat> James, that listens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe they'll, this podcast will get more knowledge about it and then somebody will do an article on it and kind of get that name out there for you. Yeah. To keep it growing, because you can't ever no. grow enough. Yeah. And uh, 
you've got something special. Appreciate it. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know. Especially with this weekend being Memorial Day weekend, you know, yeah. once again, a lot of people don't really think about what is Memorial Day, and it's about these guys on the uh, that plaque downtown that, mm-hmm. who gave gave their their lives for for what we do today. Yeah, our pr- vice president seems to think it's just a Monday off work. <laughs> tough, real yep. tough scene there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you mean it's there. not about? Uh, Hot dogs and hockey pucks. No, just burning hamburgers up there on the grill. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> common misconception nowadays. Yep. Yeah, very much so. It's just a Monday off. Yeah. Like, no, we need to think about that kind of stuff. And I feel like what you're doing will kind of help that. Yeah. Um, it's a small piece of it, but you know, just trying to do my part. I think you're doing well, and you're going to do better. Appreciate it. Just keep at it. Don't stop. <laughs> I asked for Monday off. We have to work Monday, and I asked for Monday off, and I even tried pulling the veteran card. <laughs> he told me, you can just think about him while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> See you at 8 o'clock. <laughs> People want to buy cars yeah. on Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're going to have some big sale or something just ballooned up out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pff, pandering. <laughs> Remember those who gave their life. Come get a car. (laughs) Welcome to America. (laughs) Land of opportunity. Uh, But Jordan, uh, tell everybody where they can find uh, all your socials and all your new, the newest project. Yeah, they can find it all on, um, for right now, it's just all on Facebook. um, Lest we forget the initiative. And also on, if you listen to any podcast, it's on um, Apple, it's on Spotify, and Amazon Music, lest we forget initiative. So find it right there. So when y'all finish this episode, you know what to do. Hop on over. Keep listening to Jordan. So how, like, how's the interview process going for you, like learning how to conduct an interview? Exactly. I just want to talk about that. Yeah. Because I know y'all are used to this sort of stuff. I'm kind of new to it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, it was a, uh, like a trial and error type sense, you know, you, like, you don't know how these guys are going to react to some of your questions. Um, and both so far, I mean, reacted great to them. Uh, but just trying to get a good structure of how to ask the question or what questions I need to ask ver- based off what, uh, what they've talked about yeah. beforehand. And what I try to do is um, if the family knows like what they're, what division they were in, so say if they're in the Army, what division or regiment or so forth. I try to get that information beforehand so I can kind of do some research background uh, on it and um, try to base my questions around that. So, yeah. That was my but, thing. I used to have, like, bullet points or, like, full-on questions just sitting here, and I would try to go by the book. Yeah. And I wouldn't just let the conversation just go. Mm-hmm. So biggest tip is if they get on something, like, they're – like very passionate about mm-hmm. just let them if you want if you feel like it's gonna ride for 30 minutes let that 30 minutes ride yeah mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna say but my second interview um you know i had all these like questions you know planned out and but you could ask this guy one question and he'd take that on for 30 40 minutes or so well you gotta think about that generation too is <clears throat> they weren't used to short answers Mm-mm. all they had to do was talk so they yeah. that's what they want to do and you gotta listen because if you miss something, you're going to find them, they're going to repeat themselves because 
they've already told you probably somewhere along that way. Yeah. And they're going to get irritated that, nah, he wasn't listening. <laughs> so you have, with that older generation, you really got to pay attention. Because my papa yeah. was the same way. Yeah. He'd be like, I just said that. And I'm like, you did? <laughs> when was it? 20 minutes ago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the biggest thing is, like, they're so passionate. <clears throat> and, I mean, even if you got to do, like, two or three different conversations with them, mm-hmm. just let it happen. Yeah. Uh, these guys got a story to tell. Give them all the time. Exactly. And that's what I've done with people. Like, I've learned is, like, I'm not going to just skip to the next question. Like, mm-hmm. if I can tell they're talking about something they're passionate about, I'm just going to branch off these questions. Yeah. Just keep feeding off that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing about the interview process I've learned. Be an active listener. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And I've, I, and I've told Shane and a few of our other guests, if you hear me saying, yeah, like, I'm, I'm severely ADHD and I don't treat it. So like if I'm saying yeah, that's me letting you know I'm listening. I've because gotten, if I if I go silent, you better start worrying. I've gotten <laughs> so much better about it because like if you go back and listen to like probably the first ten episodes that I was on after I got back, dude, I'm dropping anywhere north of 130 yes. <laughs> Just like anytime somebody would say yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah yeah. I feel like you yeah, need uh-huh. those moments that would be able to, you know, get to where you're, you're at now. Cause it's just a learning yeah. experience. I mean, <laughs> though, like they didn't have as many distractions as we have. Well, I'm so then. self-conscious of it now. Like when you were talking, I just wanted to be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting over fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned other little social cues to kind of like let you know I'm listening mm-hmm. without just having to be like, yeah. And you'd be like, shut up. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting big into head nodding. That's a big one. Yeah. You'll catch me over here when somebody's, if somebody's going, I like my <laughs> neck's trying to fall off or my head's trying to fall off my neck. I'm just over here trying to fight for my life. If you have ADHD and you want to stay engaged in a conversation and you want to let them know you are, you stay looking at them. Because if you look elsewhere, guess what? You're going to get distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> I'm sitting here having to like keep an eye on the audio, but at the same time, like stay tuned. It's like, yeah, I'm, I need one eye going one way and another going the other. I need Shane's lazy eye over here. Hey, easy. <laughs> it looks ahead. It's just covered <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you just got to let them ride on, you know, whatever they're passionate about. And if you don't get to a few questions you wanted to ask, like, hey, you know, I'd like to continue this another time. Another time, yeah. Like, with those, de- <laughs> you're not running out of content. Yeah, no, it's uh, just more you're going to be adding on. Yeah, and like I said, they don't, they don't have the, dis- they didn't have the distractions we have. Like we did, yeah. we have phones in our hands. We got all this noise going on around us. We got our lives thinking about. Like when those dudes had that downtime in that war, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like they talked to each other. Yeah. They Better they're sitting there writing letters. Or, yeah. Or writing mm-hmm. home or something. Yeah. They didn't think they about They were in a constant state of communication. Yeah. They didn't think about what, what's Aunt Pam doing on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like they didn't have that distraction in life. So, yeah. That's just with what you're doing, inter- like interviewing. If, you, if they, Any follow up interview would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Nine times out of ten, you may not get to a few of those questions that you really, really wanted to ask, mm-hmm. but it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. So, it's just how much have you learned about the older generation? A lot. I mean, uh, we, I mean, I knew some going into it, but you know, once again, you get that firsthand experience from from them. You, know, you learn so much more, have so much more uh, knowledge or perspective on what they were actually going through. Yeah. Um, 
the second interview I did, you know, he was more interested in talking about the Great Depression versus, you know, he couldn't really remember some more things or, or he just didn't want to, you know, bring that type of memory up. But um, he uh, he was talking about, you know, he's big church man, had, you know, has all the faith in, in the world, in the, in the Lord. But he uh, he talked about, you know, taking a wagon to um, to church every Sunday, you know, with the mules, you know, <laughs> having to tie the mule up out by a tree out, outside of church. And <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Imagine how confusing that would be. Look like a petting zoo outside of <laughs> church. Trying to leave church, like, which wagon and <laughs> mule is mine? Yeah, which mule is mine? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just stories like that, you know, yeah. not even more related, you know, just hearing, you know, small bits of, of what they were going through. See, my, my granddad, uh, he was, when I became like cognitive, like to carry on conversations, he was in his mid seventies to late eighties. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I got to hear all those stories. Yeah. Cause he was in the Marine Corps. I'll show you some pictures after the podcast. Okay. Uh, so I got to hear like stories about the great depression. I got to hear about Birmingham during its booming period. Like I got to hear about all that kind of stuff and I didn't really appreciate it. And I'm like here at 33 years old, I wish I could just sit down and just like lay this all out for me one more time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I like I remember him telling me stories. I'm like, I wish I would have engaged a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, you know, I did engage. But yeah. when I was like 14, 15, like, hey, Papa, I'm learning this in school. Oh, really? I lived through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're just old. <laughs> you know, not thinking yeah. about, man. What kind of what kind of knowledge can I, can I get from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like we we take so much of that for granted with the older generation. And I feel like we need to start respecting them a little bit more mm-hmm. and giving them that attention. Absolutely. Like, that's why I love what you're doing. Appreciate it. Because they need it. Yeah. Get them out of office, though. Do what? Get them out of office, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, yeah. 60 years is too long. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh, Jordan, like I said, man, I, I really love what you're doing, and uh, hopefully it gets bigger and better for you from here. I appreciate it. You know, I have a passion for this stuff, so I, I love putting this content out for, for those who are interested in it. Yeah. That's what I've always said. As long as the passion is there, it'll be good. Yeah. When the passion ain't there is when people are going to be able to see right through you. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> you, you ain't got any signs of slowing up, so keep no, it up. No. <laughs> Not slowing down anytime soon. So uh, one more time before we wrap it up, tell everybody where they can find it, socials, all that good kind of stuff. Yeah, so on social, uh, you can find that on Facebook at Lest We Forget Initiative doc, or I don't say dot com. That's not there yet. But <laughs> <laughs> just that. Lest not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, just Lest We Forget Initiative. And then on, if you listen to podcasts, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, uh, and Spotify, just that Lest We Forget Initiative. And there you have it. There, there it is. Yeah. He ain't getting in the TikTok game. <laughs> That's a tough one there. I feel, hmm, I think we could corner something. Maybe. Had an Maybe. idea for something there. No dances. No, um, no, 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 no. I mean, do you want me to just go with it? All right. <laughs> yeah. You had something. Yeah, I thought you had something. Well, I mean, I do. So, all right. Take one of the big battles. Just they'd throw Iwo Jima out, right? Say yeah. you are got an interview coming up with a guy that was at the Battle of Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. 
you could snip together a 30 second, 26 second video, just some little highlights, YouTube clips, whatever it may be from Iwo Jima. And then hit a little fade coming off the clips mm-hmm. to you just sitting there getting ready to talk. Throw the uh, graphic up for the Less We Forget initiative. Mm-hmm. And then the little date for the episode. Something like that. Yeah. Look at that. <clears throat> I'm creative. Now. My little marketing Already, genius yeah. over there. I'm t- hey, look. <laughs> but Jordan, uh, like I said, man, I love what you're doing. And uh, definitely going to keep up with it. And uh, I wish you the best for real. Thanks, man. If you need me, call me. Appreciate it. Same here. Anything I can do to help you. Shane don't do anything over here. He just shows up. <laughs> so if you sometimes need somebody just most, to show up. I was about to say, sometimes Shane's that's the guy. best quality you can have. <laughs> just hit up Shane. But folks, after you listen to this episode, if you haven't already, if you're on Spotify or Apple, just go ahead and type in Lest We Forget. You're going to find it. Jordan's got two episodes out right now? Yeah, two. All right. More coming soon. And they're totally worth the listen. Like I said, finish the first one, start the second one. Uh, but go check it out and then leave him a like rating and review on Spotify and Apple and then do the same thing on his Facebook page. Go follow that and then do the same for us while you're at it. But folks, I've been Drake Pittman. I'm still Shane Murray. If that jar is not empty, pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you and we'll see you next time. We'll pass the jar.